You're with Cape Talk. So, uh, one of the parties who was watching the Finance Minister's budget speech with interest yesterday was the Healthy Living Alliance. It's a coalition of civil society organisations who advocate for equitable access to affordable, nutritious food uh, in South Africa by building uh, a more just food system. Um, it had been calling for Enoch Gorongwana to increase the health promotion levy, or the HPL, uh, to the recommended 20% to ensure that all South Africans, particularly particularly those who are most vulnerable, uh, realise their right to nutritious food. And it says that there's growing evidence to show that health taxes are the most cost-effective tools in controlling consumption of unhealthy foods. And it strongly believes that the health promotion levy is one of the many effective ways to ensure that South Africa's children are well-fed and well-nourished. Their CEO, Nzama Mbalati, joins us uh, on the line now. Uh, good to have you with us, Nzama. Thanks so much for making time so that the government yesterday raised the child support grant by just 20 rand so it now stands at 530 rand but there was no health promotion levy increase as you'd hoped and you say that uh, to increase the HPL if it was raised to 20% um, could really amplify that grant so what do you make then of the finance minister sidelining uh, an increase on the levy good morning to you and Zama. good morning uh, thank you for having us and and good morning to the to the, to the listeners I think the one of the main things that we take off from the, the yesterday's budget, which um, has been that it's underwhelming, number one, overall. Um, because even if you look at the overall health taxes um, that were actually presented, um, they are actually below inflation. Um, so it is the, the, the budget speech that has been overwhelming being about the industries, and including things like your electric cars and things that, you know, in the country with like, with problem of load shedding. So I think it has been like a surprise. Um, and I think the the issue of the health promotion levy, I think for us, the, our disappointment is um, health taxes about mechanism of good revenue raising. And you can earmark this money for important and positive programs that I think government is actually implementing, um, which one of them I would think is the, is the, is the child support grant. And, you know, you know, Making sure that we protect children, so that twenty rand increase only take you know um, the child support grant just you know um, you know two quarters below the poverty line, and I mean like still often under just food poverty line of five hundred and forty. So we 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 were disappointed in in in, in that respect. You are, as an organisation, firmly of the belief that um, these health taxes are the most cost-effective tools in controlling um, consumption of, of unhealthy foods. So talk to us about um, how increasing this levy to 20% could help reduce the consumption of unhealthy sugary drinks and then the knock-on impact of that improving the health of kids in South Africa. So certainly. So... Um, you know, health um, promotion levy and taxations um, have, have been. It's one of the of the of the tools in the toolbox that you can look at. Um, basically, in a win-win situation where the country needs money, but also you know to to as a way of deterring consumers to 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 be actually to be consuming unhealthy products. So in this instance, if you have um, Markup of um, of 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 like sugary drinks um, or unhealthy products, you are actually deterring consumers to move away. So you're incentivizing consumers to move away or to consume less, 
um, of of the of the sugar sweetened beverages um, by you know with, with with elastic increase in prices. So that is why it's important in 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 that in that respect. Then then people generally will move to healthier alternatives. Um, and we know that you know the relationship of overconsumption of sugar in this instance in South Africa. If you look at how the sugary drinks market has moved, has grown, and in, that will you will include even your energy drinks um, and and their availability. So it helps you know in reducing the easy access um, and, and 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 purchasing and, and overconsumption of of sugar, which actually then you know promote good health and you know um, um, includes also uh, issues of um, making sure that you know people can actually you know uh, protect it from um, health conditions related to overconsumption overconsumption of sugar and 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 and, and obesity I um, yes if you're just joining us this morning, I'm talking to Nzama Mbalati, who is the CEO of the Healthy Living uh, Alliance. Uh, they had been hoping to see in the finance minister's speech yesterday an increase in the health promotion levy. It's sort of more colloquially known as the uh, sugar tax, wanting to see that increased uh, to 20%. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts this morning uh, on uh, on the sugar tax and whether you agree with the Healthy uh, Living Alliance as to uh, that increase. Increase. We are going to be returning to the conversation uh, after our headlines at 9.30 and Zama will be staying on the line with us uh, to further delve into the sugar tax and to talk to us about uh, jurisdictions where a sugar tax has uh, has had the desired effect. You can get in touch uh, and let us know your thoughts, please, on 021-446-0567. You can alternatively drop us a WhatsApp voice note. It's 072-567-1567. And the SMS line, of course, is three. You are listening to Views and News this morning. Cape Talk. Talk. WhatsApp 072 567 1567. Hi. Uh, about the sugar tax, um, I have a bit of a problem with it. Um, not because of the idea. I think the idea is good. But the problem is that all the soft drink companies now put all this other, like, absolute rubbish, which is um, actually way worse for you than sugar. So if you get around the sugar tax, they go, they put in all this other crap. So actually all soft drinks have become much worse and much worse for you. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but I have read up about that stuff that they're now using as a sugar substitute. Apparently it never leaves your body. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Richard in Cape Town. Morning. In connection with the sugar tax, I don't think a 20% tax is going to have the right effect in certain industries. As an example, um, Many people in sort of like the informal sector, they arrive to work uh, with an energy drink in hand. Uh, it's like almost like it's their breakfast. And I don't think if that's costing 10 Rand uh, and you increase that to you now 12 Rand, I don't think it's going to have an effect. It's not the right type of effect. I think it's more a an educational process that needs to um, be put into place rather than, than taxing someone for something they're going to buy anyway. Thanks very much indeed. Some valid points being raised there. We will return to our conversation with Mzama Mbalati, who is the uh, interim CEO of the Healthy Living Alliance, who had been uh, hoping to see uh, a uh, an increase to the health, uh, health promotion levy or the sugar tax in Enoch Godongwana's uh, budget speech yesterday. It didn't happen. Mzama, uh, thanks so much for uh, for staying with us. Um, perhaps you could just address those two points then. The first one uh, being that there is a, a lot of these uh, soft 
drink companies are uh, essentially circumventing uh, the, yeah. uh, the 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 levy by putting stuff other than sugar in, which then has its own uh, health issues. And then the uh, second point being made of uh, what, does it actually make a difference? Would a twenty percent increase make a, make a difference, Nzama? Yeah. So so I think I, let me address the first point, which is very critical. So in terms of many manufacturers, when um, the, the, the sugary drinks tax came into effect, they moved into what we call the artificial sweeteners. Um, so you'll find that, you know, there is still like sweetness in, in that sugar sweetened beverage. And it's because they put what we call artificial uh, uh, sweeteners or non-sugar sweeteners. Um, what, what I think the, the listeners raise is absolutely critical because that then it's replacing you know, one harm with another because of the taxation um, on around the, 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 the amount of sugar in, in a sugary drink. And I think maybe to put it across, you know, you know sugary drinks can have up to six, you know, six to eight spoons of, of sugar, um, and, and which is like almost like reaching your, 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 your of being over your daily limit, recommended sugar limit. And, and that is, we know, in a country where we also eat a lot of other you know, um, food, you know, from breakfast with a lot of sugar content in it without even being aware um, um, from your breakfast cereal and, 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 and going through the day. So I think it's, it, that is the most important thing that, you know, South Africa is already doing a policy on the front of pack warning labels and artificial sweeteners have been identified um, as one of the products that will be unhealthy, that must be actually be, be having a warning label. I think that will help. And one of the things we've been calling for treasury is not just to increase the lead, it's to expand it uh, to things like the sugar sweetened uh, uh, beverages. That is number one. On the second point, on the elastic price and how that will that deter um, uh, people if you were, you were to increase prices. So what, what determines people's purchase, you know, it's, it's obviously money in your pocket, you know, if you can afford something. It's availability of, of that of that product as well, you know, and accessibility. So we, we, we believe that if in a way that we are explaining that you can make healthier alternative affordable, you know, as we heard about the zero rating stuff and how that needs to be expanded to some of the um, staple, um, you know, healthier staple foods and, 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 and drinks for people, and then you incentivizing people to move into healthier alternative. We know that taxation works, and if you look at, for example, example of tobacco, how tobacco has evolved with regulation, not just only taxation, but with, you know, control of warning labels, control of where people can move. There are people who have been discouraged because of regulation, and South Africa has a very poorly um, um, regulated food environment, and that doesn't assist consumers. So. We, we do believe that it will work better in that way because then you are driving and incentivizing consumers to move to healthier alternatives, particularly if you earmark this money into some of the health, uh, of the health promotion programs. Can you just speak a little bit to the to the education factor that uh, one of our listeners mentioned there? I mean, it's yes, you can uh, you can in the the example of the tobacco that you that you gave, um, you can increase the cost of tobacco. But um, educating people on the harm of tobacco has that worked? Has it not worked? Um, just talk about the the education element um, when it comes to um, yeah. healthy eating and sugar. So 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 education is important as well. Uh, but we know, I mean, I mean, the science of behavior, behavioral change from education, whether you're looking from HIV and all, we know that it, it does work. 
and 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 this is one of the things that the industry has been saying that don't regulate us, just educate people. The problem with that is education is one thing; it it has to yield to the behavior. But we know that education does work. There is a certain percentage of people that will yield, so education should be part of the um, of the of the of the integrated. Um, combination intervention um, with other interventions um, that should be part. But when we speak about tobacco today, we, me and you, we know the harms of tobacco without going to a class or a workshop. It's because of the regulation, of the strong regulation that came into effect of tobacco from the, when you, you, you carry the packet, what is written in the packet, you know, uh, the labeling in the packet has made people to be more aware. So by regulating, you are actually you know, increasing the knowledge of consumers um, in, also in one way or the other. And we've seen that this in tobacco because many people and the kids who know the harm of tobacco just by actually carrying the pack um, because of the work that has gone into the regulation of the... Of the. So if you look at the, of the tobacco industry, when I have always argued because the industry tells us that, you know, regulating tobacco didn't work, the tobacco industry wouldn't move into vaping, into into these other electronic cigarettes and these other you know um, uh, ways of hooking particularly young people um, to 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 the lifestyle of smoking um, if 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 the regulation of the tobacco of the tobacco industry didn't work. We've been talking to Nzama Mbalati, who's the interim CEO of the Healthy Living Alliance, this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your time this morning.